The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Burke in the Game, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Burke in the Game. Speaking of Burks, we're having Brooke Burke. I love her so much. We are sisters from another mister. And um, basically, you know, we go way back because of Dancing with the Stars. And um, no, she's not my long lost sister, even though I wish because she's drop dead gorgeous. But um, anyway, going back to how I'm doing, I am currently, I would say I'm okay. Like I'm, I'm at peace where I'm at right now. But you know, I have a little anxiety because of a job that's coming up, but other than that, I am doing okay. I um, actually met somebody, not not like that, hold your horses. Um, I met somebody, a woman, another woman from a friend who introduced me to this thing called the Rasha. And I know it sounds woo-woo, but it's actually science-based. And what it is basically, and I'm not probably saying this right, and you should definitely Google it, the Rasha. And it, you you get hooked up to this like gaming vest that people wear for like the gamers, all the, my gamers out there. It like vibrates your whole body and you are listening to like binaural beats. In this case, it's trinaural beats, I believe. And it sends frequency through your body that honestly helps with PTSD and helps with trauma. I know that sounds crazy. And I know everyone's probably like, there are no quick fixes to creating peace and harmony when it comes to any type of trauma. And I know that obviously I'm still in therapy. I still have my two therapists, but this has honestly changed my life. (laughs) I did three sessions in three days and I want, before I continue to talk about it, I do want to, you know, obviously do more research and let you know how I am in a month from now. Anywho, something just to Google called the Rasha, R-A-S-H-A. Now back to my sister from another Mr. Brooke Burke. She is a television personality, fitness personality, author, actress, and businesswoman. And she's known for hosting Wild on E, one of my favorite shows back in the day. And obviously she hosted Dancing with the Stars and she won Dancing with Derek. I think it was Derek's first win out of his hundred wins on Dancing with the Stars, which was the seventh season. She um, has launched Brooke Burke Body in 2017, which is basically a fitness app with workout videos, which is amazing because she's in the best shape ever. Brooke has been married twice before. Her first marriage was in 2001 to Garth Fisher, a plastic surgeon. And um, unfortunately they divorced or fortunately probably fortunately. They divorced in 2005. In 2006, she married actor and singer David Chervais, and they have two children together. After seven years of marriage, they divorced in 2020, and she's now engaged to Scott Rigsby. Um, you know, I just cannot wait to talk to Brooke because I just love how her whole messaging is about really dedicating her 
life to helping women be have become aware of their bodies and the importance of um, health and mental health. So let's welcome Brooke Burke. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. My sister from another mother. I know. <laughs> seriously. How are you? You look beautiful as always. Thank you. You look beautiful too. I'm pretty Welcome pink. to I'm Burke like in the game. This could be your, you could take over. <laughs> Oh, listen, we'll, we'll double team, but I've been watching you on your TikTok. So I feel like I see you every oh day because I don't follow that many people, yeah. but like my family and a couple, you know, randoms and you. <laughs> right. It's all about breakups and heartbreak. And because I'm obviously going through a divorce myself. Uh, so it has been an interesting ride. So you're in Malibu right now? I'm in Malibu. I'm at home in between kids and life and yeah you know all that jazz it's just oh so crazy goodness. right now they just started a new school rain's driving no shy as a freshman it's what crazy. i know oh my god that makes me feel so old how well, old we were they when you did dancing i am old i'm 38 years old can you believe it i started dancing when i was 21 or dancing with the stars that is you're a baby no no my baby. hips are definitely 95 i can feel it <laughs> that's how i feel um <laughs> But okay, so what's new with you? Like, uh, you're definitely missed on the show. You know, obviously, you know, that was back in the past for you. But you've done such amazing things. And I love everything you represent. So you want to tell our listeners how you're doing? 
Well, I appreciate that. I, 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 you and I go back so far in time. I feel like we were babies when we were dancing together. And then of course our, you know, long time lifetime stint on the show. We had so many great memories. Life's yeah. changed a lot. I mean, I, I feel like I, I measure it all by ages of kids. Which yeah. Is crazy. Like the last time you saw Shia, I hate to say it. I think I was wearing him while I was training with him, <sighs> learning how to dance. Like, oh not like he was three months old, Cheryl, which doesn't mean oh, that you and I grow up, but my gosh, somehow chills. Yeah. but life is good. I'm in Malibu. I'm engaged. Getting ready. Congratulations. For- That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Wait, how many times have you been engaged? <laughs> Too many. <laughs> Don't be ashamed by it. I want to know because I still believe I'm a hopeless romantic. Okay. Well, so am I then let's have a real conversation. Then. Yes. Um, Who's counting, but <laughs> six, maybe, maybe good for you. But you know what? I, I, it, you, you know, you know, I care about you. You know, I, yes. I, I, think, I feel like you're like my little sister from yes. another mother. Mm-hmm. Everybody always thought we related the Burks. Yeah. You know, let's fall back on the Burks. I wish. Um, I thought I would never get married again. I, I mean, I would have, I would have said never. And I accidentally met Scott and we kind of just leaned into it with an open heart. And now here we are. And um it's happening and he's amazing and we have a big blended family of six kids and it's wonderful and he really is all of the things that others were not and I think sometimes you just kind of get ready and you expect the unexpected and I would have four years ago has told you that I would never get married again three years ago I would have told you I would never get married again um so you know what here we are and you just you don't know what's coming babe you we can't predict and we can't control and we can't determine who somebody is going to be in our lives and who right. they're not be. And we can only control how we react to it and how we learn, how we, how we evolve. I was reading some of the things that you wrote recently and, you know, I'm really proud of you for that. We, we take the pain, we take the journey, we take all of the experiences and what do we do with them? We decide what we do with them. And Amen. And you that. either let it define you or um, you just learn from it, right? Like failure is success in that sense. Um, and I guess for me, it's um, yes, of course, it's heartache and it's not what we expected. And it's not you don't marry somebody thinking you're going to get a divorce. Right. So um, and then obviously with the history that me and my ex had, as you know, I think you were maybe I think I met you either when I first dated him back in the day or about to do it again for the second time. But um you know, it is a sense of empowerment in a weird way as well. Like there is that sense of like, wow, you know, I'm choosing me and my sobriety. And I don't think I could have said that a few years ago. And with you, you know, did you have what was like, I know you've been through two divorces, but like, is one harder than the other? Like, how do you feel about this whole thing? Well, that's what a question. Um, First of all, I'm so proud of you, like just for your perspective on all of this, because I know it's hard. It's easier. And you're like, in, you're just in it right now. Yeah. I, I, in hindsight, I can look back and give you quite a different yeah. point of view. They were both so different. I think I was so young and so numb and just trying to manage everything and raise kids, you know, in the beginning. And, you know, you know what it's like to be in the industry and to be juggling the profession. And then I sprinkle in a family, you know, and, and all of that. I, I think I was surviving the first one. Mm. I think the second one was really the biggest growth period in my life. Um, David and I fortunately had a great friendship. We were, we are better friends than we were husband and wife. And we were so many things to each other, great parents, but we just, just wasn't working. So I really had to learn. I had to like go deep inside and figure out what did that marriage represent? What mm. wasn't, what wasn't it? What mm. were my challenges? What were his? How do I grow as a woman? What did I learn about myself? What mm-hmm. did I, what do I need to spend more time um, kind of dissecting? And I, I think I kind of segued all of that struggle and pain and the redesigning of my life into the business that I'm in now in wellness and working with other women and working mm. on transformation that's not just the body but it's sort of the mind body spirit and you know all of those things that come with growing up as yeah. a woman becoming no, a woman totally and, it really and your own identity even like this is just we all evolve we're never we're not the same person as we were 10 years ago or let alone f- three years ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i mean look right it, yeah i mean same 
you know, I mean, you, 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 you change, you grow if you're lucky, you evolve if you're lucky and you take the challenges. I don't like the word failure, but let's get real. Yeah. You take the failures and you freaking learn from them and you, and you grow. Yeah. Um, and failure is just what I learned from my last guest, Peter Crone. Failure is, isn't a personality trait. It's an event, right? So like, Yes, you failed to win a mirror ball trophy or you failed. To, you didn't get this audition. It doesn't define you. Yeah, I like I like. Uh, yeah, I like how you how you say that. It's it's so true. I mean, even in my classes, when I'm doing body work with women, I invite them to fail. And they're like, that's like, what do you mean? Like, well, you got to fail sometimes. You have to to learn. There to is learn. no success without it. I agree. I yeah. Agree. <laughs> so what did you learn most about yourself? Um, I guess during this change in your life when you were evolving from, you know, being married to not, I know you have kids and I, I can't relate, but I know my listeners can, I guess, what was the biggest hurdle for you? Um, and what was one thing you took away from each divorce? Gosh, um, I would, well, I'll start with the first one. I think I, um, didn't know who I was. I think it was a young woman, you know, Garth and I got together when I was 27, you know, and separated in the thirties, I think I was still, um, searching. I don't even think I was searching for myself. I think I didn't know who the hell I was at that time. And I was committed to being a mother and working my tail off. Mm. And I just wasn't fully awake. You know, I really hate totally. to say it. The second time around, um, I learned a lot about, this might be a little deep, but I, love I learned deep. a lot about masculine feminine energy. And I felt very feminine at that time in my life. I think, in fact, I wasn't because I didn't really know how to lean into hmm. the energy of a man and how to surrender and how to be kind of a bad bitch, boss lady, mom, yeah, yeah. like professional boss, and yet still be feminine. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I use the word feminine lightly because it's such an interesting time right now to be a woman. No, totally. It, and proud. Like we're proud to be women, but still, yes, I am. And I'm raising three daughters, four daughters now. And it's, you know, there's a fine line of losing, you know, that sense of, of the blessings of being a woman and still being a powerful independent, um, boss. So I, I didn't, I don't think I understood that dance at the time. And, um, now I'm with a man that I feel very safe with. who's very powerful it allows me to be equally feminine, yet I can still be powerful and independent mm. and be unapologetically me, which is like, ah, that's like so beautiful. That for you. It's amazing to, to, to live in a space where you can be loud, be who you are, find your freedom, screw it up, um, fall deeply in love, you know, reckless abandon, like all of the things that, mm. you know, hopeless romantics like us, <laughs> you know, really thrive in. So I, 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 I have, I found my freedom with this man and and that's a beautiful thing for me. That's, I'm so happy for you. And that is the ultimate goal. Now, did you, cause I also have this struggle of, you know, um, being a, the breadwinner in all of my relationships. I think that obviously that is a pattern right. and obviously <laughs> it's because I don't want to lose control thinking that my lazy brain, meaning my subconscious, which I'm trying to rewire at the moment. Um, money equals control, you know? So like my mother, Sherry Burke, I love you, mom, but she was, you know, she is the breadwinner, you know, and I, you are who you're raised by unless you consciously want to change it and you want to retrain the brain and rewire it. But, um, when you say the whole like femininity tapping into that versus being a boss bitch, how do you do that? alone without a person like without um without I I guess like I really because I'm going through it at the moment like it's beautiful that you have Scott and I'm so happy for you and I guess I also want to know what was it like the in the in between yeah god you're loading it babe you're loading sorry Um, no 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 I I I'm so obsessed with with the woman I'm so obsessed with the integrity of a woman and the composition of the female Mm -hmm. um power right now that I, I love these conversations. So um, I'll tell you, I think it's incredible to be an independent woman and it's okay to be a breadwinner. It's also amazing to meet someone that rises to the occasion and can level up and can raise your average together. So like when you meet, I don't want to say equal, cause I don't know that I believe in yeah. you know, equality and balance and all that. But when you meet someone who's powerful in their own right, 
um, and I'm speaking to men and women out there, I think it allows you to be powerful as well. And you meet each other without resistance and without ego, but with full acceptance. And it's very rare. It's very special. And it's very powerful. And it allows you to do even more. So um, whether I am the breadwinner, a breadwinner, contributing, not contributing, we just get to be who we are and accomplish right. all these fabulous things. And, you know, there's times in life where you're crushing it and there are times in life when you're struggling. I mean, look at our business. Oh there's times God. when we can't get arrested and we, we, we can't get away from work. Definitely. <laughs> it's just how it goes. So you kind of got to dig deep and, and have your foundation and know what defines you. That's not money. That's not work. That's not industry. That's not the man that you are with or not with. It's really who you are alone in your room when you wake up in the wee hours of the morning. And when you go to bed at night, how do I feel, you know, listening to my heartbeat and my own peace with myself? So that's a lot. No, that is exactly. And, and I know, and I, I'm, I'm a huge advocate for therapy. I have two therapists. I have a cognitive therapist and a somatic therapist. And um, (laughs) I am all, I'm a sponge right now. I love to learn. And that's all I care about is like really, um, and even it it started like in the pandemic, I would say when things started getting a little um, bumpy. And even though we did Dancing with Stars, even with the pandemic, even with the busy schedule, I really had um, only myself, you know, at that time. And I'm not saying, you know, my ex wasn't there. Of course he was there, but sometimes you can be there and it's a body or you can be there, right. As somebody yeah. or like an actual physical body, or you can be with somebody. And unfortunately at that moment, it was just a body. And I, since then have learned so much with what you just said, which is so beautiful that, you know, it is not, you're not defined by your past. You're not defined by, you know, your outside sources or anything outside of you. And when you really point the finger at yourself and take accountability, take responsibility, that's the work, you know, like that's the work. Sometimes you have to face whether you like it or not, because at the end of the day, you can only change yourself. You cannot change anybody. You really can't. And I've tried it all. Well, I've tried I, it all. I love this. I, 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 I love hearing that. And you're so brave and vulnerable to share that, you know, with your listeners. And you're brave to do the work because it's way easier to not do the work. Oh, yes. Mine is the work's coming up, whether you like it or not, whether it's now or later, or whether you tipped your toes in it um, long ago. I mean, all the drama, all the trauma, all the history, all mm. the stuff we store. We're choosing people, I think. I'm no expert. So I'm just like you. I'm sharing with yeah. people what I've learned along the way. But you know, we choose people, I think, subconsciously for lessons for growth. Yes. Well, that trigger us. Like I'm, yes. I'm in a phase in my life right now where I'm like, God, that's a struggle or that doesn't feel good or I don't like that. Yeah. I'm going back inward and going, hmm, why don't, why, what is why? it about that for what you? That's rocking my world in that. Or what is it that makes me want to run? Or what is it that makes me want to stick? So I'm, I'm really fascinated right now. Um, about the girl inside and the woman inside of yeah. me that is um, kind of operating this whole thing. Yeah. And it's a time of discovery. And that's all we're doing, Cheryl. That's all we're doing yeah. is learning and becoming more and becoming more tuned in and, and hopefully evolving and becoming greater. And it's hard. It it's is harder. so and hard. And sprinkle on some hormones and sprinkle oh. life and love and, you know, some gray hairs. Yeah. And that, oh, that. <laughs> But those are all easy fixes that that material okay. side, right? Like you just get some hair dye from CVS and call it a day. But oh, like, re- yeah, exactly. Or that. But, you know, I do. I love the path that you're on and we need to actually hang out because I need more women like you in my life. And it is really, excuse my language, hard because yeah. it's and it is sometimes, you know, discouraging. You have those discouraging moments where you're just like, Ugh, or you feel like you're stagnant. And that was the feeling for me in my relationship. It, and in all of them, really not this, this last one specifically, but you get to the point where you feel where I felt stagnant. And I don't yep. like that feeling. And I'm willing to do this work. And I have to because I owe it to myself. Like I always put everybody in front of me, including my 
occupation, every single person's feelings, because I also felt some of these people's feelings and then I would take in the feeling. And then it was like, but how about me? You know, and I have to say that I, the last, since we separated in end of January, February, I've been alone, but I haven't been lonely. And that's, there's two different meanings, you know, there, it's just me and my dog. And I don't think I could have done this uh, if this happened a few years ago, um, because I would numb, like I'm a professional number. So with my sobriety as well, I, my head has cleared and it's been interesting to like redefine who I am in a way from not like, hi, I'm Cheryl Burke. No, that's just like a name, but like really redefined my, my own identity really. So I, you remind me, you remind me so much right now in this moment of me when I was going through my, my separation because the last one or figure what honey, this last one, sorry. Yeah. This last one, I was trying to figure out, um, how to not be lonely in my loneliness. And Mm -hmm. I was really bad at it. And I was a really bad picker. And like you, without sharing too much, like we love men, right? And there was a whole, you know, whole collection of them that were wrong for us that just filled certain needs at certain times. And I spent um, not quite a year, but a respectable amount of time that I forced myself to spend by myself. Um, Not going to lie, a lot of tears, a lot of sleepless nights, a lot of work, a lot of um, really deep soul work as a woman. It was really hard. I had to go through it. It's not a rite of passage for a woman. It is not fun. It is way easier to get out there and just numb, like you said. I made myself do it, and it was the greatest learning season of my life. Wow. Um, and I was really proud of myself after doing that. And, you know, to share with you also, I read a book about sobriety during that time. I, I wasn't sober, and I, I, I didn't have an addiction of any kind. But I had a very close friend who did and mm. has been sober for probably 20 years. And she goes, you should really read the principles of sobriety. And she gave me a book and I was just like you, like a sponge and seeking and learning. And I liked practices from all things, whether it was yeah. and that like you get bits and pieces. Right. And I read it and I and I was fascinated and blown away at how the steps and the 12 principles of that yes. was to life. Everybody um, needs to do the 12 step program. I think like honestly, yeah. sober or not, like whatever your jam is, like I, I was like, yeah. I learned so much from that. So I wanted to compliment you and commend you on that because it sounds like all of this work is therapeutic and all of this work is necessary. And you are so right. When you say, when you get clear and you're not foggy, mm. yeah, you, you start to learn, you start to be able to listen, you start to just settle the dust and be able to, yeah. to really listen. And that's the hard space to live in being uncomfortable, being in discomfort. We, we don't want to do that. Yeah. But there's no growth without it. It's like stretching shell. There's no growth. Oh, without it. If you don't I still stretch. don't stretch. I posted that the other day. If you don't, you don't stretch Cheryl. Oh girl. Stop oh, I actually, I do now because I'm regretting, I'm regretting that I didn't stretch for all these years. You don't have to stretch because you're naturally like, no, I'm not everything. actually, no, I'm not, not especially my no. leg area. Got a you're nice pretty- flexible back, but that's it. You're thinking it great. Um, and I do want to spend time with you and I do want you to come and spend time in my space and with the women yeah. that I have in my life, because in my thirties, I didn't have that tribe in my forties. My life was about work. My man, kids came first. I shouldn't say it in that order. It was family love okay. and work. Um, and all of them were demanding. And so I had very little time for everything else. And because you're such a powerful woman, and let's just be real, because you're such a beautiful, powerful, badass woman, it's very hard to find other women that will support you, uplift you, celebrate you, and level up and raise your average. I keep saying that because I really I really want you to take that in. I have a fabulous group of women in my life, That's and so I have them in my life because we celebrate each other, and you mm. need that. You need that during this time, and you need that during times of of amazingness in your life. You, you deserve it. And you know what, we're, we're worthy of that as women. And it's hard to find that when you do, um, we just learn from each other and it's awesome. So I want you to come and, and yes. Oh my God. I would love that so much. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, oh my God, I I would love nothing more than that, but it's been really interesting because I've also chosen to, um, well, 
with my sobriety, I've been diagnosed with social phobia. Um, and I can, I now know that the drinking I thought was helping me, you know, get out there. And, oh, I was like, oh, whenever like the old executives of Dancing with Stars would be like, this is how you need to be in your interviews. And I was like, oh, I guess I should just be drunk all the time. Great. Um, <laughs> but I get it. Like, especially in the beginning, like I really came here to Los Angeles from Harlem with my competitive partner, literally with no identity. I had an English act. You should see my very first interview. It was interesting, but it's, it's, I'm also so proud of me, you know, because of that, like I, and I also thank Dancing with the Stars for helping me. I had to come out of my shell because I had to speak up for myself. I had to have an opinion and I didn't know what that was because in the competitive world, I've always said this and I don't regret saying it. And I truly believe it's a man's world still, which is beautiful, but also not at the same time, you know? And so like nothing was ever asked of me when I was competing until I was here and I had to be my oh. own person. And, um, and then it was my own person, but numbing and mind you, I can still numb through productivity. I can stay busy all day long. And that is also another vice. I am really good at staying busy, man. Like, I would be an amazing assistant if I wasn't, <laughs> if I needed a job. We needed a, the ability a little bit to allow us to do what we did in yes. life. I've said that before. I don't know if the audience can relate, but I know you can. I remember going through therapy and being, I don't want to say grossly disconnected, but kind of disconnected as yeah. a younger woman, which allowed me to do all of these crazy, scary things in my professional yeah. life. And I remember saying, to my therapist, if I get really connected, am I still going to be able to do what I do? No. <laughs> Television. What did she say? She was like, yeah, you're going to be even better at it. Yeah. And then I realized, oh my God, it's all really scary and really hard. Oh, that's interesting. So like you subconsciously, you were nervous that if you were really grounded, that maybe when you would be like, Where, what am I doing? <laughs> Just present to be fully right. present. You know, it's almost like, it's almost like the moment where you, get introduced to yourself, right? Mm. When you meet yourself for the first time where you're able to find your stillness. I was just writing something about that. And you're really able to just slow down and listen and then slow down and listening. You're learning, you're remembering, you're hearing the good stuff, the bad stuff, the painful stuff, the stuff you're in denial about, the stuff that you just, you know, you don't want to deal with. But it's really only in those moments that we start to discover and understand and the process. Oh, girl. I have to say, when I separated with my ex, um, I started transcendental meditation and it saved my life. A part yeah. of that. I mean, obviously, Proud a bunch of, of stuff. Proud of you, Cheryl. It's deep oh, work, babe. You're, look, I'm 50. I'm about to be 51. Thank you. But I, um, it's, I started connecting the dots in these recent years. And um, it was because of heartache. It was because of failure. It was because things didn't go the way that I thought they would. I had to really learn how to start surrendering and accepting things. And I don't mean accepting them and just like being okay with everything. No, I mean, doing the work and controlling only what I could. That's me. I know, you know that. Yeah. And then accepting the other things. And, you know, it sounds a little cheeky, but there's, there's, you know, there's a body of work and some thing that I say often. And, you know, I became a breathwork coach through my own. Oh process. my God. I need to take classes. I need I'd to be better. To, I'd love to do a session with you, but I, I, I became that, um, cause I wanted to incorporate that into the work that I do in my yeah. wellness business, but I, I, it's because it saved my life. <laughs> Sounds yeah. silly. But no, you know. totally. But one of the things that I always say is, um, people don't break your hearts. They, they just break your expectations. Amen, sister. You know, and it's so, I tell it to my, I say that to my daughters. It's like, that is so true. It is so true. People, we expect them to be like us. We expect them to love like us. We expect them to commit like us. We expect them to show up, loyalty, meet us with who, no, like we have to find a way to accept people for that or edit them out of our life and change. Or not. Yes. Or not. But we're not changing people. We're, We're not changing. We're not the powerful. And we're also not monks to not have like, cause I've been really into Buddhism lately and I was of course, baptized it. Catholic, but I've got like Buddhas all over my home because Thank I just you. love the way that they let they, uh, their belief system, you know, it's just mm-hmm. something that I relate to. I'm not saying that I am a Buddhist, but, um, what I, what I do know ideally, but we're also not monks and we're not <laughs> like living, which I wish one day just to like have no noise around me, no technology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should definitely do something. like. I would love to actually try and do a silent um, retreat because I think I def, I do need to 
just be silent. You know what? You, it's, it's fascinating. I've done portions. So I started guiding female retreats right uh-huh. after I left work, work body. And then I, I was guiding them. And then I was learning so much about myself from other women. And, um, I would make them do these silent walks. And there were a couple of properties where we had these gorgeous labyrinths where you're sort of walking back to the center of yourself. It was so hard and so challenging because we want to put words to things. Sometimes there's the silent language, the silent understanding where we don't have words. Sometimes we don't have words in an English language for sure. Other languages are have more choices than we do. We don't always have words for emotion, which is actually, that's always the hard part. Yeah. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. Um, I'm coming out with a dance program, which is all, it's not dance. I don't like to say dance. It's a movement program called body language, okay. which is, can I want, cause it also sounds cliche, but dance has saved my life sure, and for okay. many reasons. And, um, I, I want to come, I am launching this hopefully next year, beginning of next year, yeah. but it's been like 10 years in the making and it's all about body language. Like I know there's no need for sound to come out of our mouth. Like we, if we were to actually take a step back and observe, um, which is what I'm trying to do also with my thoughts, because we're not our thoughts. But um, God, I wish I was taught. I was taught this in like sixth grade, because I yeah. swear <laughs> that would have helped. But, I love. Um, I love that what you're saying. It's so funny. I am actually working on something also movement mantras. So I've been writing in the classes that I teach changing the brain game, the inner dialogue, and the self talk, yes. putting m- positive mantras with movement it sounds so familiar. girl we need to we need to get together for many reasons we but... need to meet and yesterday i was teaching my class um anybody that's in the los angeles area i teach wednesdays a public class at rocky lounge but i started the class out and had everybody get grounded and like hold their space and the whole messaging was about our body language and how our body yes. language dictates the story and narrates our story and our story changes when we decide how we want to tell it so, you know, the body language of power and holding Ab- it down. So even if you don't feel it, if you, even if you don't feel it, like yeah. you don't need to feel confident walking into a meeting, but if you, yeah. if you look it, you will feel yeah. it. So, right. It's so, so fascinating good. because there's no, and I found this out when I did a live stage show in Japan um, that I created with a few people called um, Love on the Floor. And, you know, Asian women, because I come from the Asian culture, yeah. it's really hard to get them to cry, for example, right? Like we don't cry. We don't really hug. We also pat on the back a lot, but it's okay. And I love it. But I got these women, like I would say middle-aged women, they were just crying through movements, through this story that we were told that we were saying and telling through movement only it had a beginning middle and end about love and the many stages we go through and it was just so powerful and I knew right then and there like I know that there is no need to speak to anybody there's no need to speak yeah it's amazing I mean you're so lyrical in your expression I can remember watching you in the ballroom and trying to emulate those moves and trying to tell learn how to tell my own story not being a dancer learning the beauty and the power of that. But it's so true in my classes, women often get really emotional. And they always ask me, what is it about fitness? And like, why am I crying? Like, I feel so silly. And I'm like, listen, the hips, the drama, the trauma, the movement, it wakes up so many things in our body. So I'm kind of obsessed with not kind of, I'm, I'm obsessed in, in, in that and connecting those dots between the mind and the body, you know, the spirit. Totally. And it it's heals like trauma. That's my whole thing. I mean, oh. this is why I'm seeing my somatic therapist who is just focuses on the body, right? Because you can heal trauma through wherever you're, if you really stay in tune with your body, you know, like, oh, I've got knots here. I hold all my trauma in my neck and shoulders. And yeah. there is a way to release it without having to put words which has helped with my cognitive therapist I've been with for the last decade. But like, it is nice as a dancer, like I, when it comes to just first step is to have body awareness in order to get, you know, your journey going when it comes to healing through movement. And think about how many people don't even know what that means. Like I can remember training with Derek and him trying to create momentum and movement for me. And none of it made sense in my brain. You wouldn't know because we move, you guys move through everything. Well, we've been trained like this for like, we're so robots. I, I, love, I love what you're talking about. We, we have to connect. Yes, please. Space because I, you know, I do so much on my app and in the space and in person in the community and even at my home in my backyard, which I would love for you to come and yeah. experience this community circle and sound baths and bowls. And oh, I love sound baths. I go to the one, I go to that one in Malibu. They offer like, yeah, yeah, they're great. I, you got to come over. Yes, yeah. I do. 
And so tell us um, about Brooke Burke body. That's hard to say. I know. Triple B. I know. BB body. So I started yeah. it about three years ago and which I, you'll get, like, it was my therapy. It was my gentle yeah. therapy for all the adrenaline and all, um, you know, everything that I was going through, um, in the rebuilding of my life, but it's really for everyone. You don't have to be a fitness guru. It's for every age and every stage. We've got little bite-sized burns and target toning programs, challenges for the abs, for the booty. Mm. Mindful fitness is really what I'm, what I'm into. Um, we're starting to incorporate and increase the meditation, you know, parts of it, but it's, it's head to toe and it's for a woman and men it's really for everyone to figure out how to care for themselves at home, how to design their own mm. personal wellness commitments and get it done. So I'm outside a lot. I'm in the backyard. I'm on the beach. I'm hardly ever in a studio. Cause I'm, I really want it to be a visual experience, yeah. but it's a digital gym at home and we need it. You know, pandemic showed us how important that shift was. Um, you know, I do some live classes and yeah, no retreats, like we said, which is really my passion to connect with women. And I definitely want to do your silent retreat if you ever do. I want like you a, to do that. Yeah. But similar to what you're saying, you know, it's it's breath, movement, mantra, sweat, and connecting all of those things and learning how to shift ourselves into a different space. And so many cool things are happening because of it. I mean, I'm launching any day, actually, hopefully this month, a new product and collab that I did with BB Body and Longevity will send you an invite. Yay powder it's superfoods energy it's focus it's like everything we need for our brain yeah um, i put a couple scoops of that it's like it's like my recipe for life for I my love kids it. and my shake in the morning for myself all of these things that we do to make us feel good to give us yeah. energy to give us clarity mobility like all this stuff we you know we we, we need it we need yeah. to take care of ourselves right so what does that entail exactly because i heard one of your interviews and um i fall into this category unfortunately there is a sphere with doctors for me yeah. um it's not like i i don't neglect myself at all but i definitely have fear you know and i I'm think everyone can, or yeah yeah yeah. I mean, there's so many different types of medicine right now. I try to be, are you holistic? Are you more on the I was just going to say, I try to be as holistic as I can, but on the other side of that, I have so many autoimmune challenges mm. and certain things that I can't get away from and approach in a holistic manner. So I have respect for both sides. Yeah. I kind How of you know you here. have an autoimmune, like, would you like signs before obviously being diagnosed, but I mean, so many, remember when I went through my thyroid yeah. surgery on the show. So that was Hashimoto's. That was thyroid cancer. That was the thyroidectomy. I have IBD. I have like gut things. You're I cancer free, little, right? I'm cancer free. Oh, yeah, but I've got like beta ligo now. I've got like white spot. Like it's all, but know, it's what? stuff that you had to go to a doctor to know. Right. One thing that feeds the other. So I'm pretty diligent about the basic bare necessities of medicine and the markers that we can get in our body and, you know, the colonoscopies and the endoscopies and the mammograms and all that stuff, nothing fun. But on the other side of that, I believe in energy and um, changing my own frequency with sounds. And oh my God. Healing. I believe in the mental part of wellness. So important. Have you heard of the Rasha, Brooke? No. That is oh my God. Okay. I just talked about this in my intro. When you say frequency, you haven't heard of the Rasha? Are you serious? Okay, I need to text you. Okay. I just did three oh. sessions. It's changed my life. What is it? It works with your frequency. And hold on. I'm like, I don't want to define it in the wrong way, but it is definitely a new type of technology and it's all science-based. It looks like a, like an eighth grade science project, really, that it's like built that you're hooked up to. You wear like a vest that maybe like gamers wear, where you feel this vibration. You have okay. headphones on and it's like binaural, but in this case, it's okay. trinaural beats, I think. And yeah. you have this thing hooked up to your heart and it helps with ptsd it helps heal your ancestral trauma listen i know it sounds really hippy dipping hooky to people no but this is crazy no this is backed by science what i'm saying i get it yeah i get it i mean i you should see my garage cheryl it's like a buyer we need to buy one (laughs) we need to come over because i I, i've done the headphone um orchestra frequency shift with vibrations through the body yes it's similar and I, I like, I like had an out body experience. It was yeah. No, I but saw I things. So much of that. I do like my femur at home. I do that. I do the red light. I do the vibrations. Yes, I do all that light. stuff because 
I'm fascinated by biohacking. I'm fascinated yes. by science. I'm fascinated about how we shift our body into different spaces with movement, breath, with frequencies, with all of this. So yeah, I believe in that. I'm, t- I, I'm, spelling- I'm going to send you, I'm going to send yeah. you the link right now. Okay, okay, send um, you know, Jenny McCarthy is a huge, I didn't know, me and Jenny used to be really good friends, but then as soon as I put in the rush, literally I just did the last three sessions in the last three days. Cause um, by the time this airs, I'll, people will know I'm on Dancing with the Stars again. Uh, let me ask you a question. Do you, do you feel like you've done everything that you've wanted to do in the ballroom? <laughs> or are there still like something? Because I look back, I look back even at my dancing, which I'm not, you know, comparing the process by any no, means. So I'm please. like, God, if I had one more time to do it, God, I wish I could do it again. Or God, I wish you would I could. do it again? Not, not that I would do it again, but I mean, in going back, I was so terrified and green and like, you don't, you're, you, you know, for the celebrities that don't know what the hell they're, we're so taken out of the experience. We're so scared. But that's <laughs> beautiful though. We're so scared. It is beautiful. Fear is beautiful. Yes. But do you feel like there's anything that you haven't done that you want to do in the ballroom? I want to be able to show that body language is an actual thing. I get that. Um, you're, and you're so powerful. You could totally do that. I love there's faith yeah. in that, you know, like faith is probably, you know, you got to partner up with faith right now in your whole process at this time in your life. Exactly. You know? And like you said, people come into your lives, you learn lessons, even if maybe on paper, I'm like, I don't want that person. You know, it doesn't, <laughs> that is just, there is a reason for this frequency because all we are, our energy, this tiny little speck on this whole place we call earth spinning around in many, many circles constantly. And yet everything revolves around me sometimes, you know, like everything I get so caught up and it's just a great, um, I don't know. And I also have reached a point too, where I realize I'm going to have to hang up my dance shoes. And I guess another question before we, we wrap here, I mean, I would never hang up my dance shoes, but like, no, no, come on. But you know, I do believe that there is another, there's more out there and I'm not saying more in a like oh there's better no I've done 26 seasons and I can be okay with saying you know what okay cool I will always have a place for dancing in my heart but I also know that with everything I've learned throughout the years and this constant like me wanting to evolve I want to help more people and maybe that is through body language and um, I love all the celebrities I've danced with don't get me wrong but I know that because of the platform that I've been blessed and given through Dancing mm-hmm. with the Stars, there's more and and more yeah. meaning like I want to help more people, not just one person a season. Now you're smart to approach it that way. I mean, look, any way we slice it, you know, after seven, eight seasons, even hosting deep down inside, I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, I kind of want to do something else. You know, like yeah. what you wish for, <laughs> you know, and then that went away. But going back, like when you look at that platform and all your fans and the people that love you, that opens up a whole loud conversation for you to go out and do all of those things that, that you want to do, you know? And so how did you handle your transition? Yeah. How did you handle your transition from, cause like dancing, it does consume your life. And you think that, that in a scary, there is a scary, that fear of the uncertainty, but we are, but this is the life we live in. Everything is on tomorrow is uncertain in a minute from now is uncertain. That was one of the greatest lessons um, in love and divorce. And even in my experience in the ballroom was partnering up with uncertainty. I was not good at that. I think it forced me to go out and explore a lot of other things. I think we so often take things for granted in our business. You know, having an opportunity to be on that show and host that show, a live show like that. There aren't, Mm. you know, there aren't many live shows happening. Everybody else is in a studio for 15, 18 hours a day. Yeah. We like had the greatest gig of all time. Yeah. Um, so I I love that and I take it with me for all of the amazing parts of it. It was such a an incredible experience. And those kind of shows are are really hard to come by, but it allowed me the time and energy to go out and build a business that mm. I, I think I'm touching a lot of women's lives. It's, it's such an act of service. For me. I love the work that I'm doing on my app. I love the work that I'm doing in the wellness space with women. It's very fulfilling for me. It actually brings me so much joy. It's very similar to what you're saying. It makes me feel good to do something purposeful with a community mm. of women. So I'm super grateful for that. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, um, I'm kind of grateful for all the things that I've done in my career for one reason or the other. And, you know, to be, I'm going to knock on what I'm, I'm, I've learned to choose my words. So 
I, I, I hope that I will, and I will work in the industry, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I love what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. And I love the freedom that I have to design my days. And, um, you know how limited we are, Cheryl, when we're on a, under contract and we have a commitment and we're professional and I honor it and we do it well. But it's first um, priority over your kids sometimes, over your family. They expect it's, that, you know? You know, I mean, I, I, I think I've, I've shared this before, so I, I don't want to re- repeat old news, but one of the most beautiful, touching conversations that I had with my daughter, Rain, after I left the show, because you remember, I raised Naraya and Sierra hosting mm-hmm. probably two or three shows at the same time, missing carpool, missing certain things, being the best mom I could, gave myself grace to be a mom and a businesswoman. So I never look back and feel guilty about what I missed. I managed it all to the best of my ability. But with Rain, after leaving the show, when I was going through the, oh, what's next? Yeah, you know, yeah. I remember my little girl leaning over to me in the car and going, mommy, this is the greatest year of my life. I was oh. like, what do you mean? Because I was in the struggle of, what? Yes, no, what totally. And she was like, well, this has just been so much, like I'm in the car picking up and doing this and da, da, da. And I, and I have goosebumps, but I had to put into perspective that things change for reasons at times in our life. And, you know, it's not that cheeky one door closes one. Okay. We know that. We know that if we're positive, but if you look at seasons in your life of change and why people pain, um, professional triumphs, um, you know, just everything comes into our life. Divorce. Yeah. Things shift, I think for valuable reasons. And we have to look for those Mm -hmm. lessons. We have to ask for eyes to see those messages and trust that there is a power greater than ourselves without saying the word God, you know? Yeah, that's right. I believe that. I mean, I, I have a lot of faith, Mm -hmm. um, and all things, energy, God, like I actually love the Buddhist practice as Mm -hmm. well. Um, but we have to pay attention to those messages and those signs and, you know, and look for people, look for helpers in your life when people are letting you down and rocking your world and breaking your expectations. And when you go, God, do I even know what love is? Do I even know who that person is? Like, those are honest, real questions and disappointments. And then you look for good people. Yeah. Good, good people come into your life and show you what loyalty and love looks like. And that's so beautiful. Like, I feel you like I, I feel you in that. I didn't know what love looked like. I, I, I thought I did. And then I was like, I don't know what forever looks like. Well, I also didn't know what self-love was. And I did know, and I do know this intellectually then that I'm will forever work on, but I'm really working on now is, is Mm self-love, self-respect, because how do you love anybody if you can't love yourself? You know, like there really is, that is not an option. And I've realized that, um, and I think that is maybe why I'm like, oh, what does that feel like when you're really, when you've met your soulmate, like all those like, you know, movie, <laughs> hopeless romantic. I say I'm a hopeless romantic, but I'd like to say I'm a realist romantic because yeah, like I am, romantic and <laughs> right? Like everyone wants to be in the notebook. Like I'd love to be slammed up against that truck because that's rain. what I remember. <laughs> I'm on in the rain yeah. Yeah. by Ryan Gosling. But, oh. you know, at the end of the day, that is just pretend. That's and it, we it get really goes back romance. to that. It has we to go to back. We get to write our romance novels, yeah. Cheryl. Like, do yeah. not let There's go no comparison in any ways. Come on. I that's not real. my soulmate. David was my soulmate. Yeah. I at that time. Yes. He wasn't my life partner. Yeah. So the romantic part of me thought I was supposed to marry the soulmate, the woman inside of me and the realist realized I was able to differentiate. Now <laughs> there's a difference. And But you also um, grew and evolved. Maybe you were different back then. I was. Yeah. I was. And when you talk about self-love as a woman now, as a bona fide, powerful woman, if you really want to be mm-hmm. a badass, you dive into self-love and you don't stray for that. And no. then you demand the people in your life to love you and you teach them how to love you. Preach. It's it's, it's called energy frequency. Like you are what you put out there and you're also going to get back what you put out there. Yeah. And if you don't know how to love yourself, you don't know how to show any, somebody else how to love you. Mm. Like I'm no expert, but that I know that I know is real and, and productive and that works. Like you, you got to, you got to love yourself a lot. And what does that consist of for you? Like, as far as how do you give back to yourself when you're so busy and you have kids and everything? I create boundaries. I lead by example with my mm. kids. Um, I let myself come first, sometimes not in a selfish way. I carve out time for me. 
I have like a do not disturb that's on right now. Oh, I'm I recording. love that. All my kids override it. So I literally have to oh, text that's good. Oh, do not call me for the next hour in case it's an emergency. I, I do the same love thing do in not my room. Disturb. I'm like, don't knock on my bedroom door. Don't come into my bathroom, girls. I'm going to go take an Epsom salt bath and light my candle and yeah. put my oils in there and burn my sage and light all my shit that I do. Just leave, give mom some time because I need to recharge and reboot. I, I guess I, I, I allow myself to recharge and reboot. I get a lot of my, my, I fill my cup when I teach my classes because I, I really love that time with other women. Yeah. And I carve out time for romance, for me time, for health, for wellness to escape. I, I take my, my wellness very seriously. Yeah. And I think that's probably why going back to Scott, like that's probably how you attracted that, you know, as well, because like, you know, it sounds like that you guys are in a very healthy um, relationship and that's beautiful. And that is, I think solely because you gave that love to yourself and that's what you now expect in a healthy way. Your expectations are not unrealistic, you know? Boundaries. I mean, Oh, that's a huge thing I'm working on now. And boundaries look deal breakers. What are your deal breakers? I'm working on a, a body of work right now, that's a, um, which I'll share with you. It's a little premature, yeah. but the soul contract, and it's really the value of woman of 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 writing a binding contract soft and defining your deal breakers, your boundaries, who gets to journey with you, um, who edits it with you, when do you Amazing. revisit it, when do you tweak? Like it's the same way we would approach with our yeah. legal team, a real freaking contract. We do it for everybody. We enter into a marriage for God's sakes, right? But what about what about our soul contract? So I'm obsessed with that right now. What are my deal breakers? I my love deal that. breakers change, but my deal breakers are um honesty, loyalty, mm-hmm. um, um, loving kindness. And loving yeah. kindness is actually a real thing. It's a real word. Not Absolutely. love and kindness. Loving kindness. I know I'm worthy of it and I deserve it. I give it. And I I I asked for that. I met Scott. I asked for a loving, I asked for a hottie. <laughs> First hot. Yeah. <laughs> love, love it. Love Be it. real, girl. A hottie, a hottie. Get specific, girl. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you got to know your basic needs. And I, I, I say this carefully because if you write your list of who you want and what you're looking for, you do rule out all these other possibilities. So some people say, don't be so specific. I think you have to be specific in your basic and yeah. your bare minimum needs. There's non-negotiables. I've realized my that. My bare minimum needs yeah. are big, like loving kindnesses. Mm. Like, come on. I mean, yeah, because what is the opposite of that? Like, nobody wants that. But but yet we accept it. <laughs> but hold on. That is 100% but true. But we Dickie and deal. <laughs> but that's also maybe because, too, that's what we think of ourselves, right? Like, we don't deserve it. Maybe. So that goes back to self-love. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I, I know it does for me. I think I accepted a lot of abuse, both physically and mentally in my line of all my exes. I'm not saying anything specific, so don't go crazy, people. <laughs> but like, really, it does, you know, it goes back to that because that was my definition of love. You know, I'm trauma bonding and it's a freaking real thing. thing. Oh, hold on. Yeah, that's a real thing. It's like, Look, it's so, it's so, so deep. deep. It's yeah. trauma. people that have lost, you know, yes. spouses have passed away. Um, you know, people who are on, are on medicinal journeys that think they fall in love when they're tripping people that are just got sober that need to hold on to similarity. I mean, all or the opposite. Life. When a nice person comes oh. in my life, I am so turned off. I would I, not now, but I was so turned off by that. I was like, even a dance partner, I'd be like, gross why is this guy so you know because i didn't know that it felt like unfortunately yeah. what home felt for me was abuse it's familiarity yeah no i i i, I totally get it. i'm so glad you're looking into this and and recognizing that and and same um, for you brooke like i you, you know i'm so grateful i mean i i feel like i can actually connect with you in this sense and you know i definitely different than maybe some of our conversations we've had before but i do believe people come into each other's lives for a reason and i would love to continue our friendship um and so let's keep in touch thank you for doing this i mean in in so many ways cheryl i'm I'm totally here i you know i don't say it lightly we go way back so um let's meet not on the digital screen (laughs) and do some work but i love but i love doing this and i'm i'm so proud of you for telling your story and for being vulnerable. 
simultaneously while being the badass that you are and for healing and just sharing your story with I, with with people i've learned that women learn from other women yes um and i know women like us we have a responsibility to share that and i i think it really matters so thanks Amen. for just Thank letting you. me do the show and and thanks. you know have this conversation with you and we'll continue it for yeah, sure absolutely i'm going to text you all about the rasha you yeah, still have the yeah, same yeah. number i'm assuming yeah, or no? yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right i'll text you later i love you so yeah. much Thank you for all your work. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Okay, thank you so much to our special guest, Brooke. I love her. And it's so interesting to like catch up with, you know, old co-workers in a way, because um, I could tell even just for myself how much I've evolved and how people really do come into their life, into each other's lives, I think, at the right time. And, you know, I wasn't able to really sit down and talk to Brooke back in the day when she was a host or when she was obviously competing um, as a contestant because, you know, time is limited on Dancing with the Stars. But I just love that she is doing the work that she's doing. And I can't wait to add her to my very small uh, list of friends. Um, anyway, so thank you again to Brooke for coming on Brooke in the Game. At the end of every episode, we need to ask the listeners the question of the week, as you all know. And this week's question is, are kids a factor in staying in a marriage and why? I don't have kids, so um, I can't really answer it. However, I, coming from a divorced family, my mother and my real father divorced when I was two. I would say no, because I think that I look at it at 
look, is it ideal? Yes. But is it necessary? And sacrificing your own, you know, mental health as a, that whoever decides to divorce, if I think it's worse to stay in a marriage if your kid is witnessing because, you know, kids are smart. And if you are around, if that kid or kids, they're surrounded in that environment of abuse, I would say no, it is not a factor in staying in a marriage. But again, I don't have kids. So I would love to learn. I would love to hear from you, our listeners. Again, the question of the week is, are kids a factor in staying in a marriage and why? So we want to hear from you, as always. Email us at burkinthegame at iheartradio.com or DM us on Instagram at burkinthegame. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening and coming along this journey with me. If you like what you hear, then feel free to give this podcast five stars. You can also follow along with my journey on Instagram at Burke in the Game. And if you have any advice or want to write in, then email me at Burke in the Game at iHeartRadio.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.